Hey, Hoff, why don't you start the episode? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Obscure Chatter. I am your host, Miss Terry J. Doty. And uh, if you're new to Obscure Chatter, just a little reminder, you might occasionally hear a beep. It's more often a big thing whenever I've got a guest. Forever ago when I had guests. Um... Before the pandemic, uh, where they, uh, the engineer that is Hoff, who I was referring to, would beep out mentions of the thing that I'm currently watching. Now, why did I feel that it was necessary to edit out that? One is just to play it safe and make sure that I don't upset anybody, uh, that might own the show or movie that I'm talking over. And also, whenever, it's especially a thing whenever I've got a guest, um, sometimes we're prone to kind of tune out when people list preferences and things that they adore. So rather than focus on why they adore a specific thing, just focus on their adoration. Um, and it's obviously evolved a lot over the now two years that we've been doing Obscure Chatter, but here we are, and it's lovely. And you know what? Uh, Hoff and I have talked about this here and there, because we've been doing the show for two years now, and, um, I'm curious sometimes if, I, I go back and forth with it, and so does he, about having guests back, because Obscure Chatter is not something that I initially had planned to do just as a solo recording person. But I gotta say, as much as I love my colleagues and friends that I've had on the show, the solo shows are their own little thing. So, oh, excuse me, as I scratch my ear, and you might have heard like a snippet of the show that I'm watching. Um, It's a totally different vibe. Uh, it's kind of what I foresaw for myself whenever I was, uh, uh, late teens, early 20 something majoring in radio, television, film. I wanted to produce my own radio show and I wanted to do it like this. I wanted it to be a talk show with, you know, people calling in, which is kind of how we started those first three episodes of that anime show, um, and then took questions from people. And I love when I get questions from you guys. But uh, I don't know. I'm torn on that. So would you guys be down for solo episodes from here on out? Or would you like guests? There are no wrong answers. Uh, but I would love to hear from you. So at Obscure Chatter on Twitter or at T-Dotally on Twitter or both. Just search my name if you don't know how to spell T-Dotally. It's a... It's basically teetotaler, but it's teetotaler, teetotally. It's Sunday. Um, but yes, right now, oh my gosh, I forgot how amazing this opening is, Hoff. Um, just the music and everything. Today I am watching It's a show that I have not seen since I finished it. Uh, and I forget how real it started out, 
But um, it's one of those shows, if you're ever hanging out with me or at a convention, which is something that I'm not opposed to doing anymore, even though that terrifies me in person or something. If you're like, hey, episode do-to-do, were you watching this? I might actually tell you and then have to kill you if you tell anyone else. But yeah, um, talking about conventions, uh, I've been hit or miss on whether or not I'll be ready to do them again. I have gotten a couple of offers and they just haven't been catching me, I guess, in the frame of mind where that doesn't just terrify me. And I'm fully vaccinated, but I I don't know. It's like that overcorrection type of thing, if that makes sense, where it's like, yeah, I could go to a party now and I could know like for a fact that everyone there is fully vaccinated. And it'll still kind of freak me out. Now, uh, I will say last night I did my first or we did uh, I'm sorry, occasionally I have to do the couple we thing. We did our first double date since before the pandemic, and um, it was so bizarre how not bizarre it was. And it's like, because it was so normal, like, that was weird. And I'm curious, like, have you guys started going out? Hopefully, if you're vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated and you have everything at like every resource in order to do that because I know my friends in other countries um, don't have access to it the way that uh, Americans do and then also I just know that it's harder for certain age groups right now Um, but if you are fully vaccinated and going to the same places that you know people that aren't vaccinated are going it's kind of terrifying but Uh, Hoff and I met up with some of his high school friends, which has been really fun. It's been really, really fun to talk to people that knew Hoff way back when. Believe it or not, you know, it's just that thing that (sighs) you kind of lose touch with people after you leave school. People flow in and out of your life. And... I uh, I moved around a lot as a kid, uh, and it wasn't really until I think I was uh, 17 that I ever lived in a house. I always lived in apartments, condos, uh, duplexes, trailers, a lot of trailers, like to the point where like when people are like, oh, yeah, we're living in a tiny home. I'm like, well, uh, that's a trailer. <laughs> but uh, enjoy your trailer, but just call it a trailer because that's what it is. Um, <laughs> um I always just kind of left friends behind, tried to do the the pen pal thing. And, you know, you write a couple of letters. But when you're like 10, it's it's just impossible. You're very easily distracted. And you're also trying to make friends there. And it for me, I, I'm 37. When I was 10, uh, the internet wasn't readily available to me. Uh like, I think a couple of years later, like, we got our first, like, computer in the house. And it was a wintergreen Acer. You know, with, like, free CD-ROMs. Like, what? I can, like, put in the Blockbuster CD-ROM and, co- and like, watch, like, a couple of, like, trailers? That's crazy. Or I, I played uh, 
Are You Afraid of the Darks, uh, Orpheus's Curse. Uh, all of these things are dating me, and it is, it's just what it is. <laughs> Please remember me as a someone that was born in 1984 and definitely wanted to continue to remind you that she's old or older than most of the people that are probably listening. But anyways, yeah. Um, when I met Hoff, he, uh, we were both working at Guitar Center and he had a couple of friends from his old days. But as you, you know, go through the years, especially when you start dating someone new, it's been shown that like every time there's a new relationship, Everybody on uh, the two people on both sides of that relationship, on average, lose two to three friends. And I guess that kind of happened. I know that happened with me. Um, But where Hoff is a ride or die friend, but, you know, people flow in and out of your life. So it wasn't until, uh, I'd say, late 2019 that Hoff, well... He reconnected with a bunch of people at the same time. And I know that he had fun because it was one of the few times that he stayed out really late and there wasn't, you know, a show. It was just him and his friends talking. So I've gotten to know his friends from the old days, uh, luckily, and I don't think they hate me. (laughs) But um, yeah, we we did a, a hang and caught up, and it was really interesting to just be out again, and it was kind of new for them to be out too. And <laughs> yeah, it it like we we had some drinks, and we were going to play Cards Against Humanity. Which, if you know me at all, I'm not a big game person, but like stuff like that, stuff where you can be like silly and funny. Those are always easy things. But if you're ever like, hey, I want to play a game that Terry likes, um, trivia games are fun for me. Chess I love. Um, like, I always have my chessboard out. And I'll try to, I'll try if I can to play it on my birthday. I don't know why on my birthday I have to play chess at least a little bit. Um, uh, boggle, all that stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Also, hanging out with Steven's friends makes me nostalgic because I know that I've been hesitant to book like lunches and stuff with friends. And um, uh, my friend Monica and I were talking about this where over the past year plus now of the pandemic, a lot, I'd say all of us have gone through some pretty major life things and not all friendships have or relationships in general have survived that i've i've seen a dear friend go through a divorce in the middle of this pandemic i've seen people you know lose loved ones and lost loved ones myself in the middle of this but then there are also just friendships and um just working relationships that get strained or suffered or just don't haven't survived and i'm not immune to that uh so seeing I don't know. Uh, seeing Hoff and his old friends, I, I've really wanted to connect with older friends of mine. And uh, like, there's a friend that lives in Arizona uh, now, and we went to high school together. And when I talk to her, it's like no time has passed. And I love those friends, those friends that you don't talk to all the time. But when you do, you don't ever have to feel like you have to catch up with their lives. You're just like implanted there 
and it's fun. Uh, I love it. But I also do love seeing like, dude, remember when or like talking like, hey, you remember when we went to this insane asylum or whatever? That never happened to me. But Stephen and his friends, they like they had some insane stories about ghosts. Because I don't know if you guys know, but um, I've ghost hunted and done all that stuff. If you've heard that anime show, you know that for a fact. I'm a bit of a skeptic. Uh, I've gotten less become less skeptical. And I will say, if you have, if I have a recommendation for you, if you are remotely interested in the paranormal stuff, real talk, I did not, I was not a big fan of ghost adventures. I felt like Zach Bagans was too much of, um, um, what is it, a provocateur or whatever the actual term is, like in the the ghost hunting scene. And then I realized I'm like, oh, well, that's and he does that intentionally, uh, blah, 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 love or hate him. And uh, Hoff really wanted to watch something paranormal, like a paranormal doc. But the good ones are very few and far between. Um, I've watched some really good ones, but mostly some really shitty ones, like... I've been sitting there and I'm like, this was supposed to be about Slenderman. And all it is is going, this, there probably isn't a Slenderman. And that's fine, but this isn't why, uh, this was not the way the, the movie was marketed. Uh, but I watched Zach Bagan's Demon House. And it's been a while since a flick has affected me after I've watched it. Where, you know, I had to get up in the middle of the night to pee. And I'm like, nobody better come out and get me. And then I'm continuing to walk in, like, a curtain, like, a window that's right near the bathroom. The curtain, like, hits me, and I, like, attack the curtain. Like, not today! Not today, Satan! Uh, <laughs> but uh, you might want to check that out. But if you are at all um, sensitive to those kind of things, proceed with caution. Watch the trailer, and if you're still into it, and in, and you watch it, Message me on Twitter or tag me in a, a post or something. But I really liked it enough that I watched it again very shortly after. And then I got Discovery Plus, mostly for paranormal stuff, uh, like The Dead Files, which I'm also a big fan of. Um, guys, I never thought that I would be into these paranormal shows. And I know that I'm really into horror movies, but that's kind of a whole other thing. It's the people that are like, oh, you like horror movies? Here's this documentary about Ted Bundy. Like, uh, no, I uh, I like horror. I don't like true crime. But even then, I've kind of gotten into true crime. But um, Discovery Plus has got a, a lot of really good stuff. And I've even started watching Ghost Adventures because of Demon House, which there are episodes where I'm like, this guy needs to get murdered by a ghost, preferably on camera. But then there are other times I'm like, oh, yeah. And my favorite person to watch in all Ghost Adventures episodes is Aaron, because I love his reactions. But yeah, we watched the Cecil Hotel one, and that made me really interested in all the crazy things that have happened in that hotel. And so now I'm going to watch the documentary that's on Netflix about that. There's all sorts of fun stuff. I guess aside from like reality stuff and like home improvement stuff, I haven't been watching anything fictional aside from Loki right now, uh, which is good. I know that some people think it's kind of too slow, but 
I don't need everything to be ba 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 ba. But I mean, sometimes you know that's good. Like when you just want like a John Wick easy shooter mode type of thrill ride. Pardon me. Let's see what else. Oh, uh, Wave Listen to Me came out uh, at the beginning of this month. So if you're interested in Wave Listen to Me, the Blu-ray is available. I got it through Right Stuff. I think a lot of people like. Uh, oh, as I punch the microphone. Um, a lot of people think that we are guaranteed to get discs from the studios that we work for. I mean, sometimes we do, but especially now. It's hit or miss on whether or not we're going to get them. So I bought myself um, Wave Listen to Me and Sakura Wars the Animation. Uh, and I'm slowly collecting the manga for Wave Listen to Me. But yeah, check it out. Um, and if you're into streaming, obviously, Funimation.com uh, for Wave Listen to Me in the English or the Japanese. And I gotta say, for the Japanese, it doesn't hurt me at all to admit Riho. Riho excuse me, Sugiyama, who voices the original Japanese for Minari Koda, murders that performance. And I just did what I could with my English performance to honor that. I did not try to replicate her performance at all because there is no replicating that kind of vocal perfection. Seriously. You can quote me on that if you're ever interested in writing an article, like, because uh, that was a whole thing that we talked about last night, because um, Hoff's friends are very interested in the process, and they're musicians and all that, but, um, you know, uh, it's a, well, like, what do you prefer, the sub or the dub kind of question, where I can watch both. Like, I love Black Butler, and I think... No, uh, uh, like without even knowing what, because uh, I'm in it here or there in different forms. Like I'm a lot of like bits and in the uh, what was the Book of Atlantic movie? I'm like it's really awesome zombie. Um, named Margaret, but I know how much work goes into a good dub, especially a dub that requires accent work. Even if everyone in that room is confident. There, it's just a different vibe. Matching flaps and the way things are written when there you have to think about an accent, it's a different game. I love the dubs that we've done, but I fell in love with the show in the Japanese. I so uh, when I'm watching it in English, it's a totally different vibe than when I'm watching in the Japanese. I'm curious if that's the case for you guys as well. But uh, yeah, I I love the praise that we've been getting for Waveless Cinema. Remember, a lot of that goes to the writing and the direction and the mix, because it's kind of insane to mix a show that's so very quiet. And Raleigh Pickens, who did the mix on that, did a phenomenal job. And Stephen Hoff, who you might know from everything in my life in some kind of way, uh, he had fun with his actors, and you can tell. Like, not just me, but, like, Ian is hilarious, and it just works on a whole other level if you also know all of these people. 
So yeah, please check out Wave Listen to Me, sub or dub or both while eating a sub sandwich. It really doesn't matter to me. Just try to support this amazing show. And if you do watch it and you don't hate it, let me know. And if you watch it and you do hate it, you don't need to tell me that. Like at all. <sighs> um, so on, uh, what was it, last week, I shared some video of uh, Willow interrupting my <laughs> uh, virtual meetup appearance that I had uh, through Zoom. And Zoom's been its whole thing, uh, a, a whole other thing this past year. And I think we all know that without me having to explain why. But I've been very hesitant to do Zoom. Like, in a, uh, I don't know, I was paranoid of about the free one. Uh, I had this like, I don't know, it was probably pure paranoia that I thought it was going to fuck with my gear. And I just didn't trust it to the point where like, I almost lost a gig saying like, uh, no, if we're doing Zoom, I can't do it. Sorry. And they, uh, the studio that uh, I said that to was very understanding, like probably too understanding and worked around, like worked it all around and um, now I'm like, man, I should have just sucked it up and tried. But I, I've done a session with Zoom, uh, Source Connect and Zoom, which I really wish, techie gripe, I really wish Source Connect would figure out video. But it's fine. Listen to has been a great option if you don't want to do heavily compressed audio. But it it's hard. It can be. Um, but in the middle of the, the Zoom thing, uh, Willow interrupted. <laughs> she interrupted the session uh, or the it was basically like my first virtual appearance that I ever did. And I love I, I loved it. I loved actually talking to, you know, people that go to panels again. And it was for this library in Allen, which I, I'd done before a few years prior. And I, guys, I gotta say, I love going to cons and interacting, but there's something so, so special about getting questions from kids and teenagers, because even if it's the same question, there's just a different vibe to it. And it, it made me miss going to cons. So if you want to see me at a convention, Feel free to recommend me and send conventions to terrydoty.com or, yeah, or terrydoty.com. I really don't like getting messages through Twitter like, hey, we were thinking about this. I'm like, no, don't do that. But, you know, I, I'm excited but also hesitant because there is that thing about being maskless now that I'm still coming to terms with. Like I went to the mall the other day and on all the signs for the entrance for the mall, they're like, if you are fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. And I still wore a mask to the point where Steve was like, you can take that off. I'm like, can we though? And there were a lot of people there. So it was very overwhelming, but I think we can still, pardon me. I think we can still respect each other's space um, because also there are still people that are at risk and then there's also kids to consider. So anytime I'm doing like a big thing at all, then I'll quarantine because most studios 
like the only studio that I've gone into since the mandate was lifted and since being vaccinated has been the one where I occasionally write, uh, as well as voice act, and that's Okratron 5000, which they've gone above and beyond. Uh, like, in in the thick of it, they went above and beyond. Just the UV lights and the air filtration systems and, oh my, uh, the way that it's zero contact. It's just, uh, I wish more studios did that. And maybe they will. I know that there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff changing as people are considering fully going back. But sometimes being remote is also just a lovely thing. But I do miss having an excuse to get out of the house. And uh, oddly enough, it's a total random thing, but it's been a while since I've interacted with people. Um... So there are microaggressions that I haven't missed. Uh, And there was a really, really weird one that happened to me this last week. And I actually, like, uh, I talked to Steven about it, which is always great. Sometimes it's a, I'm being a little overdramatic, but this happened, so I just need to calm down. And I explained what happened to Steven, and he's like, you're not being overdramatic that that was pretty shady. And then talk, you know, talk to a friend and they're like, oh no, that, that was, that was pretty weird. Like, okay, well, it's not, and isn't that so great when it's like, no, you're not crazy. So let me get some water before I start this. Being raised in two very different cultures, one being very uh, it's really hard to say it without seeming like it might be something else, but m- my dad was very country and very white, and my mom is Mexican, and it was just there are different vibes, especially when uh, I didn't really realize it until my parents divorced. Uh, and my brother would go like to, it would be the, like, this is dad's time. This is mom's time. And they definitely didn't handle stuff. Well, it was a lot of pitting my brother and I against like, uh, all right, we're going to spend time with dad. So we're going to hear a bunch of shit talk about mom. But we live with mom and we only get like the summers and occasional weekends with dad. So we're going to hear a bunch of shit talk about dad almost year round and then a little bit about mom during the summer. And uh, got to be very careful in balancing those balls. But then on top of it, there were like the Dodies who I share that last name didn't particularly care for my mom for one big reason, and that's because she was Mexican. Um, So I didn't know that for the longest time. I guess, you know, it's these little microaggressions that you don't pick up on as a kid, but then you look back at some stuff and you're like, oh, that, wait, that was fucked up. (laughs) And 
as I've gotten older, there would be times, you know, when I really wanted to do something to celebrate my heritage, and I would feel like it's not right because some people would flat out tell me that it's not right. Like, you can't join LULAC. You look white. Like, well, I, you know, I... I would I would love to do that though. I'm like, well, yeah, and they'll let you do it, but don't, aren't you going to feel out of place? And then there are points where I I've just straight up said, well, like I okay, I guess I'm not Hispanic, you know, I guess I'm not Mexican. Um, so I guess I'll just stop talking about it. And then the other thing would happen where someone's like, who's that? I'm like, that's my mom. And they're like, really? That doesn't look like your mom. I, I'm like, I, I don't know what to do here. And then finally, I just stopped giving a fuck about pleasing everybody because I don't fit a, a definition that is easy to consume. You know, that's just never been my life. Um, And it's been hard and it continues to be hard, especially in this climate. I live in a time where people are saying stuff like, well, of course, the Hispanic rate for the vaccine is low because people are afraid if they're going to get the vaccine that they'll get deported, basically implying that anyone Hispanic is an illegal immigrant, and that comes with a lot of fucked up shit. Uh, you know, and then not even going to talk about the times where Trump was in power, and there were just moments where... <laughs> I I wanted to leave the country. There were. There were moments where I wanted to leave my state or my country. But it's like, if I don't stay and continue to be vocal and <laughs> try to show the, that, there are, that there are good people here, you know, that's what they want. They, the... But... So I'm always very vocal about my experience and my heritage. But I was just casually doing something as an actor. I was in a position where I was acting. And I I had flubbed a, a character's name. Um, and it was a Japanese character's name. Uh, I'll say that I've even fucked up my own characters' names over the years. Uh, and I, you know, the directors, the good ones, and the ones that are like, eh, you know, like, it it can be hard, but here's how we're going to spell it phonetically. Try to stress, like, you know, if it's a really long name, try to stress it here. Uh, but I made this joke uh, <laughs> while the engineer was placing my second take. And it's a joke I've made before where I'm like, I'm a Mexican from Philadelphia. Why can't I say this Japanese name right? You know, just being an idiot. And the director came on and said that he doesn't think that I can call myself Mexican. And... Uh, I was like, why? And he explained, well, I'm not from Mexico, so I can't call myself Mexican. 
And then I said, well, my family is from Mexico. Uh, and um, I was raised very much uh, surrounded by my heritage and a lot of my cousins are also mixed. I don't know anyone that's 100% anything, but I didn't say any of that. I said, excuse me, Mexican-American. He's like, he just kind of blew it off. And it became kind of really tense because he talked about how people are being too, just too concerned with representing and making sure that everybody knows that they're this and uh, that it's just overly overcorrection and being overly sensitive, uh, and that it's going to blow up in everybody's face. And it got really tense to the point where I, I'm not going to lie, like, I took a shower after this, and like right after my session, because it was early in the morning. And I was, like, thoroughly lathering my hair and doing, like, that jokey thing that I've always seen in movies that's so stupid. Like, when I the first thing that comes to mind is Sex in the City, where Charlotte's just continuing to lather until she just can't take it anymore and just walks out of the shower, like, full still lather in her hair. Like, I felt like that, where I, like, just lathering, like, that seems really weird. Like, and then, and like, well, that was a microaggression that I know that he, this person did not think about for a fucking second after the session was over. And this is someone that I've known for over a decade. But I don't know what to fucking do with that. But, you know, so I told Steven, I'm like, that's weird, right? That was really weird that it went all sorts of ways when I just casually made this joke about myself being a a doofus for fucking up this name that by the way like really thinking about the name i shouldn't have fucked up i just totally read it completely wrong morning sessions um but steven happened to be with my friend monica and so monica texts me like hey steven told me about this what the fuck and i explained it fully to her she's like it's something that where I'm just going to say it was likely just ignorance and not intentionally hurtful. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. She's like, but that doesn't make it okay. And I don't know why hearing it from someone that isn't me just meant so much. I think because I've worked so hard on trying not to be overly sensitive to the point where I attack before really... A situation would call for it sometimes, and I've gotten better over the years. I will say, in the last year, um, I've fallen into old patterns um, that aren't healthy. And, you know, life is a journey and a process, and I have to just basically start over and admit when I'm having a weak moment, a hair-trigger reaction to stupid shit where even Steven's like, whoa, you haven't done that in a while. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I probably need to uh, talk about this. Fuck. But just owning up to it rather than just ignoring the fact that, you know, I'm going back into old patterns. But so I guess maybe that's why I blew it off. And it's not like this huge deal and I won't even I won't mention the person. I won't mention the studio it was anything like that, but 
It was just weird. And I gotta say, that's not something I fucking missed about interacting with people. I don't know who missed that. Uh, You know, we don't have to fully agree on everything, but that just did take me back to a really childlike place where I'm like, you know, maybe I should just not mention things and just shut up and do my job uh, and not try to act like a a person with a lived experience when work has to be done. (laughs) It's fucked up, isn't it? Like, I'm asking that, knowing that you can't answer me, but... uh, And if it... Perhaps it's a hard thing to kind of, like, connect to, so if you don't fully grasp it, I totally understand. But for me, that was just a really weird thing that just didn't need to happen. There wasn't anything that really should have triggered the response that I got to a stupid fucking joke that I was making at my own expense. Anyways, <sighs> but I've noticed that that keeps kind of being a thing. That's why I've pulled a bit back on social media. Like I've toyed with going back to TikTok and then like I have friends that are still on TikTok. They're like, don't bother coming back. Um, or, and I'm still glad that I left Instagram, but I do miss seeing my friends. Like I miss seeing like Photos of my friend's kids, you know, or their stupid dog. And yeah, sometimes the fucking food they ate. Sue me. Um, but I, I missed interacting. <sighs> but then sometimes when I think I'm just going to say something very haha funny, like I casually, I follow Volatile Mermaid on Twitter that, oh no, she twittin'. She is fucking hilarious. Um, but, um, the attention that she gets in her comments is fucking insane. She casually mentions something about self-defense, uh, and I had responded with something very real, where I said, you know, oh, I never walk like from a building to my car without my keys between my fingers. And that is something actually very real. Um, I can be in the most comfortable place imaginable, like a place that I've been to a gajillion times. But this long walk, because I tend to park really far from my car to make my ass walk more. In Texas, it's very hard to get your steps in. You really actively have to try because one, it's fucking ridiculously hot. And two, um, it's just not very walker friendly. <laughs> like there have been, there are parts of my neighborhood where a sidewalk just fully ends for no reason. Like, oh, I guess, all right. And then people yell at me for like walking in the street. I'm like, there is literally nowhere else to walk unless I drive many, many miles uh, that way to a park. When if it, uh, you know, anyways, God, why am I punching? microphone. I'm sorry. But I, yeah, I just made that offhanded and I got just like a, like a percentage of what Volatile Mermaid gets, which is 
just like a, oh my God, you never should hold keys between your fingers. Here, like you're what's wrong with da-da-da-da-da. You live in Texas. Why don't you have a gun? Well, that's a whole other thing. Um, but like it went on for days. I was getting messages just about how I'm a bad feminist, how I'm a shitty person for even suggesting that. When yes, there are better self-defense methods. I grew up in a very shitty area in numerous states. I am aware that there are better self-defense methods. My father was a prison guard. He taught me a whole lot of stuff about, I mean, (laughs) to work with what you fucking got. And at the end of the day, I've got my claws and I've got my keys and I got a bunch of knives that you probably don't fucking see. But I casually made this comment on social media and the people fucking... All these women replied with, yes, I totally understand. It's the mentality. Like, I never fully feel safe when I'm in public. I remember, if you recall, um, I was stalked for a number of years by someone. I never figured out who it was. It got to the point where he knew when I brought a guy home. It was just a friend. But, like, he, he knew when I was alone. He knew when my mother was out of town. Um... If it was a prank, it wasn't fucking funny. I had my windshield busted once, and that was all just me being home. There have been points where I, oh my gosh, I, you know, I've been followed to my car. I've been, (laughs) you know, I've I've watched friends get carried out of clubs after being drugged. I've seen all these horrible things. So me casually saying I understand what it feels like to not ever fully feel safe in public and getting met with that was insane. But we all have a bunch of shit going on. So that seems very trivial to talk about. Like uh, someone on Twitter didn't like what I said, but I, I don't know. There's just moments where I'm like, maybe I should just, it's that burn it all. Like I should just get rid of all my social media. Then I'm like, I like interacting with you guys. Again, it's the panel thing too. I fucking love interacting with y'all and you're not going to get rid of me. I'm not going to stop this podcast. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but That's just a little bit of what's been going on in the Terry brain insanity. Some of it makes sense. Some of it makes less sense. Some of it makes no sense at all. But then there's a lot of really great stuff happening. Like Hoff and I just celebrated our 12-year wedding anniversary, which does not feel like it's been 12 years. And I, we, I think we celebrated more than we usually do. We definitely didn't do anything last year. Um, but we went to Lonesome Dove in Fort Worth, which if you're local to the area and you haven't been, it's bananas. Like save up and, you know, make a night of it. We did these rattlesnake rabbit sausage things. We did kangaroo nachos, which I'm going to be real. I was not fond of. I did not like the texture. Uh... I guess, like, Steve and I couldn't really agree on what it kind of tasted like. I just didn't like it. But um, I got this uh, beautiful cut of steak, and Stephen got this redfish, and uh, had some cucumber jalapeno margaritas, 
And they knew it was our anniversary. So at the end of the meal, they came out with uh, some champagne and some sparklers to the table. And we had uh, some, this really cool dessert because either the chef or the owner, I'm not sure who, uh, won Iron Chef with this dessert. And it was so fucking good. And also had to get some churros because I love churros. And... Yeah, it was a great night. I don't know. Uh, we just hadn't had a great night out in so long. And Stephen and I, just this, just in this year, been through so much that we hadn't really done anything that wasn't something that we needed to do. It was just lovely. Uh, it's one of the best nights of my life. And then the, the next, and we had a great weekend after that. Um, and so I'm, uh, it's been a really nice thing to be able to focus on some good shit right now and being able to kind of unclench and the shoulders relax ever so slightly. And I really hope that you guys are getting some semblance of normalcy back and doing little things to bring yourself joy. I don't care what they are. And obviously that's uh, me saying that's even a recipe to make it all dirty. And hey, you do you. Maybe literally. <laughs> and um, I hope that brought you joy. Oh, God. I made that weird immediately. <laughs> so the, it's just a, around that time that I'm wrapping up. Uh, if you ever have questions for the show, remember at Obscure Chatter and or at T-Dotally on Twitter. You can also message me via perpetuallyoffbeat at Gmail. I really hope that the good and the bad of this episode brought you some entertainment and maybe felt like you were just hanging out with a friend. Because at the end of the day, that's really what I want is for this to feel like we're just hanging out and you're here and your friend, bitch, and you're drinking way too much as the friend that is Terry won't shut up. Uh, July is going to be another solo show. Uh, again, I would really love to hear from y'all if y'all are enjoying these solo shows or if you are interested in a possible guest um, that comes with its own ways of booking like are we going to do remote or like if they're fully vaccinated do we do this because that's all different scheduling and all that but i want to hear from you guys and until next month i hope you're doing well you're watching good shit reading good shit and letting good shit happen to you later <laughs>